Katie. And I'm Jared. All right. So we're going to talk about our IVF journey, our our journey to crazy, wild parenthood and all the steps that it took us to get there. All of them. Every last one. Okay. So we pursued IVF as our way to make children. Um, and do you want to explain a little bit about how we got ourselves into this predicament? I got diagnosed with cancer uh, when I was 20 years old. And I had a doctor that was thankfully looking out for my future. And he recommended uh, I go and go to a really exclusive bank. <laughs> And uh, by the IHOP, yes, that's <laughs> it's super exclusive, though. Mm-hmm, so, mm-hmm. members only, and um, <clears throat> yeah, so I made a, a, <laughs> I know, a, de- a deposit like in, into my checking, and then uh, yeah, yeah, so uh, basically, before you started chemo, your oncologist told him that. Due to the aggressiveness, right, of the chemotherapy you were going to undergo, he thought it would be wise to do some storages to kind of preserve the future. And he was right. <laughs> he was right. Turns out. All those years of medical school, the men Turns know something. Out he knew exactly what he meant. Yeah. Um, so we pursued IVF uh, to uh, for what's called, like, male factor infertility. Um, so we knew going into it that, Jared was sterile from his aggressive chemotherapy he had undergone. Um, and so that we knew that was the route we were going to have to take. Um, but kind of, I kind of want to go back to like the beginning of our relationship <laughs> talking about this. Um, cause I had a very, um, okay. So no, I want to do this from your perspective instead. <laughs> Okay. Knowing that, like, you, like, after you go through chemo and did you do any kind of, like, fertility tests after you got done with chemo? Uh, No, not immediately. Because we weren't together then. We got together the year after Jared finished chemo. Um, yep. Yeah, no, I didn't. Uh, not immediately, I guess. I don't know. We waited, like, a, two years or a year. One? Was your first was your first fertility like your like where they tested basically was that when you and I were together? Um, no, I don't think so. Okay. I don't remember entirely like exactly, but um, I'm pretty sure that we had tested it just just to see just to see afterwards. But it was like a year after, it'd been like right when we got together, right when we first met. Okay. Um. Yeah. So we kind of. Like, you knew probably, like, when we met that it still wasn't, like, viable. Did that ever, did that cross your mind, though, like, going into a new relationship? And then especially, like, how serious we were, how fat, like, how fast we got serious. Did, like, were you nervous to, like, have that conversation? No, not really. I don't think I thought about it like that at the time. Yeah. Now, if I was 33 years old and you asked me that question, probably, like, something else I may be a little more nervous about. Yeah. And not having any kids and, you know, if that like was, if it was it. even yeah. possible, yeah. Yeah, I'm being just a little bit older. Mm-hmm. 
but I think at the time too, like being so young and being kind of like fresh out of chemo, like there was probably still like a, a chance that it could have come back. Like absolutely. And I could have had hair too. You also could have had hair. Chemo took his fertility and his hair. Dang it. But didn't take my good looks <laughs> and my sense of humor. So that's just getting better with age. But so at, from my perspective, like after we kind of had that talk <clears throat> and like you were like, yeah, basically like I know make babies. And I'm like, okay, I mean, not ideal, but I like, I always knew I wanted children like from just the jump. Like when, once I figured out that like, oh, babies come out of me, like I want them. And so I, I did, I had a really serious talk with my mom actually when you and I were dating about the whole thing. And, you know, she was like very like thought, like questioned me very thoughtfully, you know, about whether that was a deal breaker for me, whether it was going to be a problem down the road. And I told her, I was like, I just, I love him so much. Like, I just, I feel like we'll figure it out. Like, <laughs> we'll just figure it out. And I mean, at this time also, I was like 22. 22. So I was like, there's all the time in the world. Like, we'll figure it out. It'll be fine. Um, well, with uh, advancements and on medical you mm-hmm. know, knowledge and mm-hmm. your income, anything's possible. Anything is possible. Put you on the moon. But yeah. So I remember talking to her, though. And, um, you know, she was, I think she was like looking out for my future, like coming out of like a long-term relationship that was like very chaotic and everything like that. And then jumping into something with like, well, these other unknowns, I think she just wanted to make sure that like my future was protected in some capacity. Uh, Cause she knew I wanted kids. We, we talked about it. I was like, it don't matter. I love him. Let's do it. And we ended up getting married, getting hitched, getting hitched just a couple months after we met. And we don't, I don't really feel like it was on our radar for like a really, really long time. Um, maybe because we did get married so quickly. I yeah. Feel like we talked like, like we're going to wait a little bit to have kids just to make sure that like these butterflies don't wear off and we actually hate each other down the road. Right. Am mm. I, am I wrong? I, I don't think it was a conversation we really ever had. That seems to be about what, how it played out. Okay. So it would have been, we got married in 2014. So it would have been the end of 2016 when we finally were like, we had the conversation. And at that point, like we had been married two years and it hadn't happened and we never did anything for it to not happen. So I'm like, well, if I can get pregnant, like we can get pregnant. I feel like it would have happened at this point. Right. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But so we, decided like okay yeah we probably need to like if we want to have kids i would have i was 25 you were 26 like if we want to have kids we probably need to like start looking at our options um and that's when we reached out to shady grove which is a local fertility clinic they have a few offices in the virginia area um (laughs) i just remember being like so ignorant to what ivf even meant and I think, well, that the reason we reached out to them because isn't that where uh, the storage was, or is that? Yeah, yeah, I think you're right. I think that, um, oh, yeah, I think you're right. I think that, the, like, when they did your storages, 
there was some affiliation between where they were stored and Shady Grove or something like that. Yeah, I feel like they've they changed. They still it have. Was Virginia, they do um, change IBS. changing names. It was no, it was um, Virginia IVF Associates or something like that initially, and then they did switch over to Shady Grove. Um, so yeah, that's who we reached out to, and like we did little to no research on like fertility clinics. We were just like, yeah, like they have. So Google says to do. Yeah. I'm like, whatever. And they, you know, they asked about like what doctor we wanted. We're like, one that, that makes the babies. We don't know. Um, and then we had all the like questions with like insurance and because basically like in a normal situation, you have to, there's, there's a few steps you have to take before your insurance will even like look at approving any kind of IVF charges. Um, and a lot of those are like you have to have like proof or some version of proof of trying naturally for like a year and they have like additional medicine you can take to try to conceive naturally yep i feel like you're just looking at yourself and not looking at everything um just listen um and then they want you and then typically they would um encourage you to try like an iui before you go to ivf but Obviously, we had extenuating circumstances, and so I remember, like, reaching out to our insurance and whoever I spoke to, like, bless her heart, she must have not really known anything about, like, what I what I was trying to ask because she was like, well, sometimes they'll make you use, like, donor sperm, and I was like, that's not going to happen. I'm like, I got my husband's sperm on ice. Like, let's just use that. Um, so we, you know, we jumped through the hoops of, like, insurance because you had to have, like, an approval basically to see, like, a specialist, and did all that and then um yeah. well, so luckily thank you uh cancer and chemotherapy but they pushed us we had a preferred treatment essentially we yeah. had to skip all those steps yeah yeah basically uh jared's oncologist who he still sees once a year um sent a letter or whatever he like had to write up documentation of like yeah no he like it's he's just it's like it doesn't work like just they, they just don't have any juice in them you know? well, he didn't write. He didn't say that they didn't have any juice because he doesn't have any way of knowing that. But he said that yes, I went through the chemotherapy. I had cancer. This is the date. This is the time. And then this is the reason why there is. Mm-hmm. Uh, like wrote like a referral letter. Yep. There yeah. you go. Yeah. So that basically pushed us straight into like IVF land. We didn't, they didn't incur, like, we didn't have to try naturally for a year to go on like Clomid or anything like that, which a lot of people have to do. Um, so yeah, we, you know, we booked a, a consultation with Shady Grove and we met with um, Dr. Tidy, who is still with Shady Grove. And again i just felt like we were just so stupid like what ivf was because like my number one concern was like i don't want triplets and i remember asking him i was like how do i not get like sextuplets and i will never forget he goes well if you just want one baby we'll put one embryo in there and you'll have one tuplet and like those are the words he used (laughs) one tuplet one tuplet and he cracked me up um so we you know we that was pretty much it i mean i was It wasn't, so we had that consultation at the end of 2016, right? Probably somewhere in there, far off. Or like maybe the beginning of, no, wait, hold on, that's wrong. The end of 2015. Yeah. The end of 2015. 
Hmm. I guess that makes sense. So I feel like I remember when we first, I think, like when you first brought up, you're like, I think we should have a baby. Mm-hmm. And I remember exactly where I was because I was on the phone with you. Yeah. And uh, that was October. Because you were in uh, Texas with Zach and Andy. Yeah. I yeah. was in Fort Worth. <laughs> Living the dream, and I was like, uh, you know what? He's not gonna take any more of these trips. I'm gonna lock him down. <laughs> Jokes on you. I know it never worked. Um, but yeah, I remember being like living the life in the camper <laughs> so, in Fort Worth, and so that would have been October, and then it was the following year. By the time we got all like all ducks in a row, everything in the row, all everything in the row, yes. all the ducks in a row, and then. Uh, then you, you would have started your medicine because then we had to do the retrievals, mm-hmm. uh, which we skipped that. And there's some really good videos and pictures taken from your uh, egg retrieval, oh which you, you know, you're making it all about me right now. But that was, uh, it, well, I'm, I'm making that it was about YouTube because... worthy. And if TikTok was around then, we would have been famous. TikTok probably was around then. We just didn't have TikTok then. That was only six years ago, seven years ago. Yeah. Well, I, no I was still in MySpace. So. I was using AIM to talk to my friends. Yeah. Little pecker one two one two. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So we, yeah. That, I think that's right. I think it was the end of twenty fifteen. We had probably been married about a year, and I was like, "Yeah, let's get this ball rolling. Like, let's start having this conversation." Because we, we genuinely didn't know like how long it would take, what the process looked like, anything like that. Um, and then it was the next year that we kind of started like pursuing everything. Like, we had to save up because it wasn't cheap, and we weren't going to like finance anything. We wanted to able to pay out of pocket for it we wanted to save some money um and it would have been probably the next like late summer early fall that we kind of started everything because my egg retrieval was in november was it that late yeah it was in november because the the plan was to the yeah the plan or wait was it in october had to been earlier than that was it in October, and then they did the transfer in November? Yeah, because they wanted you to be like... Well, they were going to do a, what's called a fresh transfer. So basically what that would have been was they didn't... I You know, you have to go on all this medication um, to basically ripen your cervix and um, all sorts of like... They put me on birth control for a month, and so I would naturally conceive with some of my homies. It hasn't happened yet. It's probably not going to happen, but whatever. Um, it's like a way of... Um... Like getting their money, like no, it is not a way of getting. Because if you get pregnant now, the pooch is screwed. Yeah, we don't get nothing. Yeah, but so you go on birth control, and then you go on basically these like hormones to just get your body like super ready to want to accept an embryo. Um, so you, I did those for ten days, um, and then you take a trigger shot, which uh, all the medicine you're taking in the beginning is to just produce like mass amounts of eggs. Like they want as many eggs as possible. And so we did all that. Um, and, um, I think when we did my egg retrieval, which I guess probably was in October, um, they got 26 eggs, which was just like, it was, it was just like the most wild experience, like your body producing that many eggs. I, I told the doctor, I was like, I feel like my ovaries are doing jumping jacks. Um, and then the intention was to do a fresh retrieval, which which means like they did my egg retrieval or a fresh transfer. I'm sorry. They did my egg retrieval on like a Tuesday and they were hoping to do a fresh transfer on Friday. So they, my computer, 
they basically take all the eggs, they fertilize them, they see what's doing the best, and then they would have transferred one in on Friday. However, the more eggs you get, just the harder the recovery is. And they didn't want to do a transfer on top of the retrieval and everything like that. So they ended up having us wait a month. And I think we did the transfer at, either at the very end of November or the beginning of December. I can't remember. It would have been like a week or possibly two, but I don't think it was two. It was probably a week before Christmas. No, you're right. I think it was like two-ish. I think it was like the 12th of December or something. I remember. Hold on. Stand by. They do all transfers on Fridays. So let's just go back to 2016. December 2016. They would have probably done it. I guess about a week and a half. I think they did it on December 16th. 9th or 16th. Yeah. So probably not the 9th. If I was a bet man, it was probably the 16th. And the reason I say that is because I feel like, well, you, because I'm not the one taking the test, but like we were, you know, chomping at the bit to see if if it had taken, if it had taken. The, or it's not, called it was the like it's, Christmas Day. It's called the two week wait. So basically, when they do a transfer, you don't get blood drawn until two weeks after. So, but if the embryo takes in. My, both of our situations, I have gotten a positive pregnancy test like three or four days after the transfer. And so I, yeah, I think it was a couple days until Christmas I started taking tests. And basically what you want is for your line, your positive line to darken every day you take a test. And that I, ha I had that with Rhett. And so I was really excited. And so we ended up telling everyone on Christmas, uh, which was a very dicey situation because I technically only would have been like four weeks pregnant. It would have been like right around the time I like would have missed my first period, but I was I was so excited I couldn't I couldn't wait. I think we both were right, and I was so excited. We were so excited because we didn't tell anyone we were going to IVF, like anyone, not our parents. I know, and looking back on it, like the way we're talking about, it, you're like, oh no, it sounds easy. Like you just went to the doctor, like it was no big deal. Like there were like there was a lot of medication and taking shots and like secretive trips to around virginia for this yeah. stuff and like i took my very first round of shots at my brother's wedding yeah yeah i remember sneaking into like the which makes oh so my retrieval would have been mid-november because zach got married at the beginning of november that's right opening day of muzzler season <laughs> still haven't forgiven him for that what the world zach opening day um but yeah so that's right my very first round of shots i took at my brother's wedding and we literally they told me to take them at like three, four o'clock, maybe three, four, five o'clock, sometime in there. So we did the ceremony. We uh, did pictures and I ran back to like the bridal suite where all the girls had gotten ready and I had my my shot like shoved down. No, that wouldn't have been my first. That would have been, it was the first or second shot. Shoved down in my bag and I ran in there and I was so stinking scared that someone was going to walk in and like see me taking shots. Oh, well, I had to do it. Not, no, you never did them. You never did my shots. The first, the, I think that's why I feel like it was the second one because the first one I remember at the house, I remember freaking out like I can't do this, I can't do this, and you went to give it to me because you're like, oh, I'm an expert. Like, how many shots I gave myself when I was going through chemo? I got this or whatever you said, and 
you got super close to my stomach and i was like don't you dare hurt me and you're like i can't control if this hurts you and i ended up doing it myself you gave me my trigger shot my back i remember that too yes gave me my trigger shot my back but yeah so uh we didn't tell anyone so it was a really it was it was not nearly as easy as it sounds to keep a secret um because at one point we were going to richmond like twice a week yeah you put some miles on that camry i know driving back it was like 70 miles each way um tax season was good that year yeah i know but yeah it was um it was definitely a weird time because we're so close to our families like like physically close but then also like i mean i talked to my mom and sister like a couple times i talked to my mom every day and i talked to my sister probably like four times a week if if not more and then we talk to your mom all the time like we're with your parents all the time yeah it was definitely um a wild time and then oh man the, our our encounter sitting in the waiting room at shady grove oh yeah yeah we're 70 miles from home in a fertility clinic waiting room <laughs> and we're sitting there and we're waiting to be called back and the door opens and it was like in the office was like in a wing of a hospital it was like a more like office wing of a hospital down there the door opens and this man and his wife walks in and jared daps him up what's up man and i'm like who is that and how do you know someone in a fertility clinic in richmond like what i'm like run into someone at the gas station sure like you run into someone you know at the gas station totally fine like we are like 75 miles from our house and you just ran into someone you know it's hard <laughs> being this popular it's more of a burden some days Ew, it's got to be, right? But yeah, and then I got so paranoid because I was like, oh my God, like, like being who they were, like they're from the county and like, I was like, what if they run into your parents and they know and they say that they saw Jared and Katie in the fertility office and your mom's going to be like, what the heck? And I just had all this like anxiety surrounding that. It was crazy. If you could imagine. Yeah. And then Jared loves to look back from the videos for my egg retrieval. Oh, they're golden. They're kind of funny. I don't, yeah, I don't normally look back and say, I'm going to ask them if I can take this blanket helmet. Okay, so you are, you are getting out of anesthesia. They just took like a freaking basket's worth of eggs from you. <laughs> I'm not going out of the chicken coop. <laughs> they just took all of my eggs and I was a little loopy coming out of it. And you were very loopy. It very was loopy. Great. And I, I do remember they put this like weighted blanket on me almost. It was so nice. I was like, oh, this feels good on my like ravaged ovaries. And yeah, Jared has a video of me being like patting the blanket. And I'm like, I'm going to ask if I can take this home with us. <laughs> I don't know. Oh, and then I, I kept asking to go get Chipotle. But it was like 9 o'clock in the morning, 10 o'clock in the morning. Yeah, and then we got to a Chipotle, Chipotle one time and they were closed. <laughs> We left there and he took me to Chipotle, like the kind husband he is. Yep, and you weren't having it. Oh my god, I started crying. Yep. Can you believe that Chipotle's not open at I, I don't know forty five in the morning? I don't know if I was upset that the Chipotle wasn't open or if I decided that I really didn't actually want Chipotle and I was like, oh, I don't want to eat this. Yeah, it was uh because you couldn't eat all before that because you were going to an anesthesia. Mm-hmm. So you had to I had to fast. 
Yeah. Yeah, we celibate. <laughs> celibate me. So we use this. Then I use celibate this. from food. Yeah. Stupid. <laughs> yeah, so I was very hungry, but Chipotle was not the move, I don't think. It probably it's probably the best thing. So instead we stopped by Taco Bell. We did? No. Oh. <laughs> Absolutely not. We don't do Taco Bell. We did do Taco Bell once while I was pregnant with Brett. And talk about highlight of Jared's life. The highlight. Because Jared would eat Taco Bell. Katie didn't eat Taco Bell. Katie's uh, health and fitness. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. while I'm about more runnies for my money. <laughs> but yeah, so. Give me that taco box. That's another thing, though, was that, like, I went under anesthesia. Like, my family had no idea, which I look back on, and I'm like, oh, my God. If, like, one of our children went under anesthesia, and I didn't know that they were going under anesthesia, I would have a panic attack after I found out. Like, you didn't tell me this. But, I mean, that's a thing, right? Like, people, I don't know. But went under anesthesia had this whole like surgery procedure essentially and um that's another thing when i was like i remember when i was drifting off i was talking obviously and they're like you know count back from whatever and i don't know what ended up happening but i was like i remember saying because the nurses told me when i woke up that i was like it's just really crazy that we're doing this because and then i was like i like drifted off and one of the nurses who was wearing like the cowboys like two rags over her head. <laughs> no, come yeah. here back. We she was know. like, she said, like when I came to, she was telling me, she was like, Yeah, you said that. And we were looking at each other like, because what? Like, what kind of information do you have? What kind of can't this cliffhanger. Cliffhanger. Like, and then yeah, so they told me that. I do remember that. I almost passed out when they um tried oh, to stick yeah. me. Yeah. Because I mean, like, I was Katie does not like needles. I don't like needles, but then I also was like pretty dehydrated because they were like no food, no drink after like midnight. And I was like one of those people that like at that time, I drank a lot of water, but at the time I was drinking like a gallon and a half of water a day. So oh, at for, least. for me to not have water in my system from like 12 to seven was like very, very weird. And so <laughs> they tried to stick me in my hand and they like blew my vein. And I like, it was, I just remember being like, I don't feel very good and got like very sticky. And then they were like, ah, and like, they were like, sit down. Clear. Well, I was already sitting, but yeah, they were like cleared everything out of the way. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think I, I didn't pass out though, did I? No, you never did pass out. I got you like, like real close. Yeah. They like threw the cool rag on me got, or whatever. Got glossy. Mm-hmm. Oh. It was a wild time. So we go through everything and um, we end up, you know, I get the positive pregnancy test, which is like awesome. I think I called you while you were hunting. It was like a couple, wasn't, didn't I? I was hunting? Yeah. I was hunting? That doesn't sound like me at all. It doesn't sound like anything. I would be no, doing. it would have been like the week of Christmas, like leading up to Christmas. I was definitely hunting. No kidding. And we hosted Christmas at our house, um, and which I had kind of like orchestrated because I was like, if we're pregnant, like I want to be able to tell everyone, like it's going to be so exciting because we had like, it was like a, like both Jared and my family were close. Oh yeah. And you had like the coffee stores that coffee were, that were used, uh, like test. What? No. <laughs> what? I was like, I did. Great. What a bit that would have been, you know? Not at all. What? No, you're a buffoon. Here's like a used pregnancy test. That would have only been story. funny to do to my dad because he would have immediately vomited. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, we. The things I could do if I could go back six years, you know? I know, seven. Oh, don't remind me. <laughs> but yeah, so we. I had ordered these little coffee cups because I was like, if I'm pregnant, like, we're going to go and tell everyone. I was like, it's been like three months of sitting on this. I was like, even if we're not pregnant. 
in my mind, I'm like, even if we're not pregnant, like I want to tell everyone that like, like we're at least trying, right? Like we tried, it didn't work. Or we'll use them next Christmas. Yeah, exactly. Next <laughs> Christmas, these are good. But thankfully it worked. We got a positive pregnancy test. And I like, so I feel incredibly blessed, like, because my family, like, we're like, we're, we just, we just pump babies out. Like my whole, like my, my you guys are all fertile myrtles. That's yeah, for sure. My dad's side of the family, we are like very prolific in producing children. Like I, we have two, my sister and brother-in-law have three. My brother and his wife have three, like just having babies comes very easy. And so I did, I, I had this like peace of mind, I guess, and was hopeful at the very least that because I was so regular and because like I just had this feeling that it wasn't going to like whether like you can see naturally or not, that it wasn't ever going to be hard to get pregnant. Like and maybe that's like arrogant. I don't know. But I I just always kind of felt like it would be easy to get pregnant. And so I had a lot of confidence going into it. I was like, yes, we're going to get these swimmers off ice. We're going to make these babies. You know, my cervix is like, yep, we want, like, we want babies. Come on now. And it worked. And we were really happy and we were really blessed. And we told everyone on Christmas in 2016. And it was like, I like get goosebumps when I think about it. Because it was just like the most magical experience. Like finally cluing everyone in on like what had been going on. It was awesome. It, it was, really was. It was awesome. It was, um, you know, like, well, obviously no one knew we were trying. Um, and so there was a lot of reward in like keeping that to ourselves and then being able to surprise them. Yeah. And, you know, we were still, I mean, we were married, what, like two years, but like, yeah. like you said, we were, we were, we are, and we were very, still very close to both families. Mm-hmm. So I feel like they're really, at the time, there wasn't much that we did or didn't do them. that either didn't involve them somehow or they weren't like in the know. Mm-hmm. so it was kind of pulled it off it was kind of nice and refreshing to not be relying or like well, at least from my perspective mm-hmm. for you is being like it were before you'd be like hey i have you honey you're great but my mom and sister know me better so uh, i'm gonna go talk to them i'm gonna go see them about things did you feel that way? and uh, Are we digging up some skeletons? And so it was nice to be actually be, be, the, support system. be the person that that I thought I was. Yeah, and, no, I 100 uh, agree. And so it was, it was, uh, it was nice because I feel like that was like a, a building, block uh, like a building block for us. For us, yeah, yeah. I, I went, I 100 agree with you because we did like. I mean, I've always been extremely close to my mom and my sister, so. It was never like their inputs are more valued than yours, but like they're just always people I've I've had and I've been able to go to. So I do. I but I agree with you. I think that only having you in that situation, like it was hard. There were probably arguments, like just dealing with the stress of when I was on birth control. I was an absolute monster. You're and never going back on that. I'll though. be the first to tell you, like I I'm not a birth control girly. I took it for like a couple, like a week when I was a teenager. And I told my mom, I was like, absolutely not. Never again. It turns me into a monster. Like, I'm not doing it. But they wanted you to go on it to, like, control your womb, basically. So I did it. And it was, like, the worst 28 days ever. And that was, like, what kicked it all off. So the fact that that, like, kicked it off was just, like, This close to canceling it all during that week period. You know, shut it down. (laughs) I don't like her anymore. 
but it ended up it worked out and obviously it was a means to an end <clears throat> but yeah i agree with you i think it was a good building block in our marriage um we had like two th- uh, close to three years like total together under our belt at that point um but we had to really rely on just just each other um so yeah it was it was a special time and so we get through all that and you know obviously like everything goes great and brett was born um september of 2017 we just had his birthday and fingers ten toes ten fingers ten toes that's all you can ask for his ears i think he only has half of them sometimes (laughs) that's just called being six but yeah he's uh or he's just being brett i don't know yeah, he was perfect, beautiful, redhead, blue-eyed boy. Um, and remind me a lot of his father. Just beautiful. <laughs> Absolutely beautiful. Um, but yeah, he was perfect, obviously. And so, you know, it took us a couple years, obviously. Again, like IVF is not it is not cheap. Like it, I think total when I added everything up because the Oh, Retz was crazy. It was really expensive because that was when we did like the egg retrieval we had to do the like embryo like they had to basically do all the fertilization stuff they had to freeze them we had to pay for storages like we had to do everything that was like the preliminary like we had to do everything and it was still probably on for the people that didn't get to you know use the tsa like pre-boarding check to the front of the line kind of deal like oh yeah the like, years people probably spend years but then the money and time and doctor's visits and everything else like it was like a two years, but two or two to three years before they even got to the point where we did, where we started their day one. Yeah, sure. So thousands of dollars are getting spent up to that point. And then all of a sudden they're like, oh, and here's like a small car payment that we need you to make for us. Pretty much. Uh, hey, uh, Doc just bought a new Ben, so he needs like a six months of payments mm-hmm. thrown down on it, please. Yeah, it was, it was wild. And um, the, like the medicine you take, so like after you get like a positive pregnancy test or actually I think leading up to it, the week before you do your transfer, they put you on vaginal progesterone, which is incredibly expensive. Like a box of suppositories is about $700, at least the brand we use was is about $700 and that only lasts you about three and a half weeks. Can you imagine what they cost now? Probably more. With inflation? Thanks to the economic situation. Thanks, COVID. But yeah, so, but, and they want you to take that to 10 weeks. So that you're looking at roughly $2,100 just for medicine post positive pregnancy test. Yeah, like three weeks. It's 10 weeks. 10 weeks. 10 weeks total. They want you to, they, they had me, at least this was what they did seven years ago. They had me start it the Monday, I think, before I went into my transfer. So it was Monday, and the transfer was Friday, and then up until you got it like 10 weeks pregnant now i will say when we decided we wanted to have another baby again this is two and a half years later it hasn't happened we're like okay we're probably it's probably not going to happen for us and when we did everything with Rhett, they did do a, another fertility test for you and like it, they were still like it still wasn't looking bright so they were like like my future like his future but um so we went back for everything with hop it was this like it wasn't quite as expensive. Um, it wasn't cheap, but it wasn't quite as expensive. Um, and thankfully, because we went back with Dr. Tidy again, 
he was I, I will sing that man's praises until the cows come home he was so good about listening to me about like I told him I was like I don't want to go back on birth control it did not agree with me it did not make me a happy person he was like yep sure whatever and the only thing you had to do is you had to, I remember vaguely is you had to track your your cycle mm-hmm. your womanly duties yep, yep. Uh, and then report it yeah, like basically. A nurse or whatever. Yeah, but I had to track my cycle. I did have to go back on progesterone, the vaginal progesterone. So that was an out-of-pocket expense, which again was about, I would say, so with, with Huck, I ran out at about eight weeks. When I had got my positive pregnancy test, like we were rocking and rolling. I was pregnant. We were good to go. Um, But I, I, I remember calling him and saying, like, I'm going to run out at eight weeks. And I really don't want to spend another 700. I think at that point it was like 780. Like, <clears throat> like I don't want to spend another $700. I'm like, I, I feel comfortable. Like, I feel okay. Like, can we not? And he was like, yeah. Fine. I was like, <laughs> we would have stopped this weeks ago. <laughs> I know. But I just really, I really appreciated the fact that he like, worked with me. He worked with my cycle. Like, and I mean, like, I, like, I will, I will refer anyone to him. And like, I, we have had a few friends that have reached out about IVF because we've been since having the boys, like we've been very like transparent about it and kind of the journey. I've made a few videos on it over the years. Um, and I will, I will tell anyone that goes with Shady Grove, like go with Dr. Tidy. He's wonderful. He's, he's very like, he's good at what he does. I always use the really like cute verbiage of he's great he knocked me up twice so i mean he's two for two right now <laughs> better than what i did yeah so the only thing that uh i would have said that he didn't do that i feel like could have helped and with me is you know especially the first time around if he would have at least lit like a candle or something <laughs> it would have felt a little more intimate as I'm sitting there holding, as I'm sitting there holding your hand as he's knocking you up, yeah, so, would have made you feel more like a part. Yeah, of I really thought, you know, when I thought I was gonna have kids, that it was just gonna feel a little more special. Yeah, at the mo- in the moment for me, you know, yeah. I'm not saying it wasn't, but like, was I at least what direction was I facing? Because that matters as to whether it's boy or girl. Oh, you were definitely facing north, mm-hmm. and uh, and the wind. It was a southwest wind, and I believe it was partly cloudy that day. Probably that makes sense. Like a thirty. Chance ramp, if I remember correctly. But yeah, so um, we are, I put something out on our Instagram asking about like questions um, that people have regarding IVF. And the number one was from people that know and love us when are you going to give me another baby? Um, I don't think it's, it's not in my cards. It's not in your cards or our cards? Our, our. Our cards. Okay. Arr. So basically the skinny on more babies is it's God's will. Like we yep. we don't know. Practice makes perfect. Shut up. We don't think we will pursue IVF again just because of the cost. Um, and that's another question that's come up a lot is like the cost. So total, I think between both boys, um, we have it's Brace been a, yourself. It's been about twenty five thousand. Um, it was about sixteen for Rhett and about nine for Huck, and it was Obviously cheaper for Huck because we already had our embryos stored. We had to pay for medicine. We had to pay for the transfer. And then um, just a few like appointments in between like ultrasounds and stuff. Um, so, yeah, those those are the two big questions that I feel like come up all the time. Of like, when are you having more? And then how much, how much are you going to set me back? 
Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I just definitely recommend, like, if this is the situation you find yourself in, to just save as much as you can. Um, because, I mean, that's all you really can do. I mean, they have finance programs um, available also, you know, if that's the route you want to go. But yeah, if you have any questions, want to reach out to us, we are more than welcome to uh, yeah, receive those. And, and I can give you uh, the male perspective if that's what you need. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, we can also give you the brutally honest portion of it all. And, uh, it's hard. It's a hard road. Yeah. So. It's a really hard road. Um, but it's super rewarding, obviously, when it works out and you get beautiful children out of it. Um, you know, I wouldn't change a single thing about our journey. Like, not not, a, not, not for a what minute. we ended up with. Not for what we ended up with, which is two feral boys. <laughs> um, but yeah, definitely reach out to us if you have any questions regarding IVF. I mean, we can give it to you from our perspective. The information we have, resources we found along the way. Um, yeah, I think that's all I got, Chad. That's all I got, Mom. <laughs> all right. Thank you guys for listening, and we will catch you in the next one. Out. Out. <laughs>